It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I will be hosting with uh, Pastor Nathan today. Nathan, good morning. Hi, Matilda. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us again. Today we have such a dynamic show. I cannot wait to get into it. Yep, we have an interesting topic or discussion to deal with here. And even before we go any further, we, we do have someone who has called in special, 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 special. We'll give her just maybe a few seconds to say hello. This is our aunt. Aunt Victoria is calling all the way from, I believe this will be Michigan or Ohio. Carolina. Oh, good night, Carolina. Aunt Victoria, good morning and thanks for joining us. Tavali Napong. To mute and Victoria, but thank you for joining. No, 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 no. Matilda, I'm around. I'm around with um, Sister Nazi, Membe. Oh, praise God, praise God. Okay, thank you, Aunt Victoria. You. If you have a question later, you can uh, press one and you'll be allowed to ask a question. So before we get into into the program, uh, Pastor Nathan, you would have, um, we'll ask you to share this at the beginning and at the end of the show. Could you just let the listening audience uh, know what's happening tomorrow, Sunday? Yes. Um, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, 6 September, I am hosting a, a virtual event uh, online. You can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, and all those platforms. What, what what I'm doing is I'm, I'm sort of doing a reflection on Zambia's uh, Pentecostal heritage. Uh, you, we all remember that there was a point when uh, probably so to say there was just a point when we had so many missionaries and at a certain point certain Zambian pastors, I'm talking about the what is commonly known as PAOG, Pentecostal Assemblies of God. When the first Zambian shoot or group of pastors went and they took over the churches or started planting new churches. So that's a group of people that I'll be speaking to for them to share their stories and what they went through and just the act of obedience that and the step that they took to, to enter into ministry, leaving their prestigious jobs in the mines and things like that. So join me tomorrow. 
it will be at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. It will be 2,100 hours in Zambia and 8 p.m. in the United Kingdom. So keep following that on my personal page with San Matildas. So it's going to be an interesting and intriguing event. You don't want to miss that. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to... Um to uh, listening to the program, to being part of it. I'm so excited. So those who are not on Facebook, uh, how can they, um, how will they be able to listen in? How will they be able to listen in? Uh, we, if, we, we have to send the link to them or share the link with them or they have to ask somebody who has the link or like yourself, you can send it to them. We are, we are sharing it also in our, on our status on WhatsApp and other media platforms apart from uh, Facebook. Fantastic. Okay, so we will uh, go ahead um, and get into the program. I just want to welcome all those who have called in and those who are listening. Today we are talking to um, Pastor Brian Chileshe of um, Kansas City. He is a senior associate pastor at First Love Ministries in Kansas City, or the Kansas City is generally speaking, but it's on the Kansas side. So if you're ever in that area, please look up First Love Ministries. You will not regret visiting that church. So Pastor Brian, welcome. We have a great discussion today. I hope you are ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, ready? I don't know. We'll see how the <laughs> program is over. <laughs> 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 you never read the until the message is preached. Exactly, exactly. So there's so much that has been going on in the world, and these things are not new to us. I mean, new to us as in worldwide, but they may be new to us individually speaking. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We are talking about social injustice and racism. Um, lately, we've been hearing, it's, it's been all over the news, you know, we are hearing about injustices happening in different cities and states, different countries, and that also includes racism. So, um, uh, Pastor Brian, what does the Bible say about social injustice and racism? So, if we, uh, when we're talking of social injustice, uh, what are we talking about here? Um, the distribution of uh, the nation's wealth? or the treatment of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's very yeah. interesting. It can be both. You it can, can be, answer it, generally it can be. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I would, I would, I would say um, racism is a, is, a, is, a, is a learned habit, so to say. It, 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 nobody's born a racist. Um, you can put, you can put uh, children of different races, they say toddlers, They'll just hang out together without any, any prejudice, without any problem. But when the same children, um, as, they are, as they are growing up and they're being taught to hate other people, this, or as they, this, they just see it on TV, movies, whatever they read, they start, they start uh, hating people. Um, so yeah, racism is not, is not anything that, that anybody is born with. You see, when God decided to create us, in Genesis 1.26, all he said is, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So every person, whether you're black, white, green, blue, pink, whatever color it is that you you associated with, we are all we are all the same. In fact, the Bible says that life is in the blood, right? And all blood wow. is red. Whether you cut the white skin, it's red blood. You cut the black black skin, it's red blood. Um, I, I was I was talking to a, a black guy one time who also has uh, racial issues. So I asked him a question. Say, if you were Assuming you're on a very, a very um, remote road, you're in a remote place, and you had an accident, and mm-hmm. you're stuck, and the only person who, can, who shows up first to help you is of a different color, is, of a white, is a white person, so to say, would you refuse his help? Well, no, I don't think I can. Well, see, at that point, you don't really look at the skin. You, don't, you, look, at the, you look at the person who has, who, has, who has come to help you. Um, Jesus did not segregate. Uh, he did not pick colors. Um, he, 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 helped, he helped everybody. The only, problem, the only people Jesus had a problem with were the Pharisees. 
the 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 fake the fake uh, fake religious leaders uh, so so to say those are the only people he had uh, a problem with. Then when we talk of wealth distribution, now I'm not an economist, but I also I also um, I believe there will always be the haves and the have not. Mm. I think that that's what would balance the, uh, the, the that's what would cause the, the the will of the economy to 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 go round and round. If everybody had the same wealth, who's going to work for who? Mm, the reason, that, that, for, is, is, the reason that, we work funny. for people, uh-huh. that the reason we work for people is because they have more than what we have. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Um, you can you can't imagine uh, uh, Zagabeg to say let me go work for let me go work for for Bill Gates, or Bill Gates say let me go work for Elon Musk, or a poor person saying let me go work for this poor person. You go to look for, for a job or you go to look for, for wealth with somebody who already has wealth. Jesus said the poor mm-hmm. you always have with you. And I have not mm-hmm. seen any scripture in the Bible where Jesus actually demands that the government, that the government should take wealth from the rich and give to the poor. If, I've, if, if maybe somebody has seen that, when you, can cor- you can correct me, but I've, I've, I've not seen that scripture in, in, in the Bible where Jesus demands the Roman government at the time to tax people highly so that they can subsidize or they can give money to, to a, social, uh, a social program, uh, so to say. That's an interesting one. And, and you see, you are, you are doing exactly the way I would say we want this thing to go because we don't want to gloss over things. Okay, we we want Pastor Brand to address the contentious issues and to to bring out the things he's bringing out. Um, that on that on that issue, Pastor Brand, uh, some people argue. Uh, some people have a problem with uh, Scripture, which says, I, I, "I know that's the argument you're putting across. You are just saying it differently. The poor you have with you always." Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, from 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 as far as history as we know history, there's always been uh-huh. poor people and there's always been rich people. Right. Pretty much in every in every society, there will always be uh-huh. rich people and there will always be poor people. And uh, 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 what I'm saying is, I've never seen a, a program in the Bible where the government is asked to tax the rich people to subsidize the poor people. Now, that is left unto us. We are, we are told, even as, as believers, to help one another. So mm. we see that mm-hmm. like in, in, the book of, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, they started the, the redistribution program. They start selling, they start selling their, their properties and bringing their money to the, to the, to the church. Yes. Right. So uh, from, from the abundance of the heart, we can, we can, we can help people. In fact, Jesus doesn't, doesn't even want us to go on television and say, oh, now I'm donating so much. He says, when your right hand gives, your left hand shouldn't even know. You know, you just, you just give quietly. You, you help someone uh, quietly. So, okay. Pastor Brand, the, the, let me here, here is, I'm going to be the person that is struggling with reasoning with these things on this show right today, Matilda. So, okay. they, so in other words, you are saying there can never be such a thing as fair distribution of wealth. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I don't think there can ever mm. be a fair distribution of, of, of wealth. Okay. Um, it's, it's not in the Bible, and I've not seen it in any, in any nation. I've not heard of it in any nation. Now, if, but we can say uh, we, we can, different when you look at at, at different nations. They are, they are, we can say they are rich nations, but even in rich nations, you find poor people. Despite the nation being rich, you find poor people. Whether you're in Asia, whether you're here in America, be in Africa, everywhere you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll circle back to that here pretty soon. Uh, as you are saying that, at the same time, you are saying when we do have, uh, we can give because that is human nature. That is what is expected to do. I believe um, 
Jesus did command for us to, uh, you know, help the poor, the widows, and the orphan, right? So on that yes. regard, we can, but you're just saying that it has never been commanded to have an equal distribution of wealth. No. Okay, 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 okay. Well, let, let, let me comment. Let me comment here. I'm not sure I, I agree with Pastor Brian here. Pastor Brian, this is Roger in Canada. The poor shall always be with you. When we talk about that, say, in the context of Africa and African leaders, the way, um, say, for instance, we live in two worlds. I live here in Canada. Everyone puts some money in the pot, which is called the Canada Revenue, and that pot they use it for uh, creating schools, uh, which creates uh, job opportunities uh, within that port. Uh, some people even get uh, checks uh, to feed on. We have the same port, which is called uh, ZRA in Zambia. We put in there. And people decide to steal that money. Instead of using that money to the benefit of everyone, in our context, Brian, in Africa, they would justify and say the poor will always be with you. So, yes, the poor will always be with us. Like uh, here in Canada, everything is given. Yes, you find a pocket here and there. If you look at the statistics, the, 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 the number of people who are not able to eat is maybe less than 5%, 10% who are not able to have a meal. We, on the other hand, in Africa, in Zambia, the poor will always be with you, means 60% not having food. That is not, I don't think that is what Scripture is talking about. So when, when our leaders, our, 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 our whoever in Africa justifies the poor will always be with you with that Scripture, they are justifying their stealing. I end there. Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that uh, it's wrong to have programs, social programs, to help people. Yeah, I'm saying it's not in the Bible. Now, there are certain things we do that are not in the Bible that are that, that are not really sin. Okay. Sometimes people argue about certain ministries. They say, but this ministry is not in the Bible. This ministry is not in the Bible. But we can, we can, we can create a ministry that is helping people. Uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't. There shouldn't be social programs. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I have not seen a social program in the Bible. Now, what, 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 I mean, um, a, a program where uh, the government is forced or is, is, is the government forces people to, 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 to the government taxes people heavily so that they can, uh, they can run these social programs. That's, that's my argument. I'm not saying we cannot have social programs. Now, don't, you don't, as I said, don't throw, don't throw the, uh, the baby with the bathwater, right? So if those people are stealing, it is not the, the system that's wrong. It is the people that are running the system that's wrong. So at the, if, if, if there's no light in the room, don't blame the room. You put light in the room. Right. If there's no salt on your food, don't blame the food. Put salt on the food. So it is not the system that is wrong, or it's not the, the, the social program that is wrong. It is the people running the social program that is wrong. That's, it. that's, that's, mm. that's where I'm coming from. There's nothing wrong with helping people. We should help people. If the government is able to help people, the government should help people. The government should know how to raise revenue to help people. That's the work of the government. My argument is the government should not force people to give their wealth. If a rich person decides to give in that pot that you're talking about, well and good. But the government should not mandate a rich person to take his wealth to go put in that, in that pot. That's what I'm saying. Well, so when the government says give Caesar what belongs to Caesar, what is the Bible telling us? Uh, pay your taxes. Pay what's due. Exactly. That's what governments do. Right. But taxes are different from what he's saying. It's not mandated to say that we are going to pay. It's what uh, I'm hearing Pastor Brian saying is, in no, nowhere is it written in the Bible that uh, the government or God 
uh, ask the government to say it's mandated for you to give. If they do, if the government comes up with a program, that's a, a good thing. How they run the program is where now we can start uh, dividing things to say that was a good program or not good or they're not running it well. But it's not a forced issue. But taxes, he's saying we have to pay, which are different. Well, but moving uh, on. But it is taxes. It is taxes. It's a, it is taxes. The government is saying, if you hear Pastor Brian, uh, how government takes money from the rich to the poor. That is taxes. It's called taxes. Let, let, let's do this. If we if we focus on that point, we are going to let's not derail ourselves. We we'll get back right. to that. Uh, with Pastor Brian on that. Uh, here's another issue, Pastor Brian. I saw this. I don't know, Matilda, if you saw this on uh, Facebook when we posted uh, this discussion. I want us to go back yes. to the issue of racism. Uh, you've I was made a very, Yeah, you've made a very good argument, Pastor Brian, to say, uh, you, I think you said racism is a, is a what? Is a thought? Is it, is it, it, yeah, it's linked. You learn it. It's a learned, it's a learned habit. Somebody put an argument on social media and say, it, "What would you say, or how would you categorize tribalism?" Tribalism oh. yeah. in even, relation even, to racism. Mm-hmm. Even tribalism is just the same as uh, as racism. You see, I, I think I said this before on this platform. Say, uh, we have a, a, the enemy of our soul called uh, Satan, or aka Lucifer, whichever name you might uh-huh. call him. His job uh-huh. is to divide. We say divided, we fall. United, we stand. Like his job is to divide. So where there's where there's people of the same skin, he will divide uh-huh. us with our tongue. Where there's people of different same same tongue, different skin, he will use the skin to divide. So it's, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is still the same evil, just manifesting differently. Uh, Kaunda brought up one Zambia, one nation. And the reason why English is, is, a, is a national language, I think he, he realized if I make Bemba the national language, the Tongas will rise up. If I make Lozi the national language, the Bembas will, will complain, or the Ngonis, or whatever. But if I use English, which will be a neutral language, if English will be a neutral language, nobody will say, how oh, are so that I think uh, that worked well in Zambia. I I I I I believe so. So yeah, tribalism and racism—it is the same evil. It is the same spirit. It's the same demon, so to say, just manifesting differently. Okay. 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 Now, if, mm-hmm. now so that, I was going to say. Big... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Okay, go ahead, Matilda. Uh-huh. No, Kavir, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to uh, to add on. I think along with um, just adding on, I guess my, it wasn't so much of a question, but I, I, it would lead to a question. Uh, I think tribalism does come into play because of past experiences that you might have had with a few individuals, and just keep on judging or prejudging um, a group of people based on one's experience and racism gets in um, hard. So, but now back to, I mean, tribalism or racism. Are there any specific examples in the Bible that talks about racism or just, yeah, let's start with that. Well, when we, when we talk of racism in the Bible, usually one, 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 there's one incident that comes to mind, which is, uh, when, when Moses married a, a black woman, a Kushite oh. woman, and uh, his sister and his older brother, they, 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 rose up, uh, they rose up against him. They were not happy that he brought somebody in his, in his household who, who looked different from how they looked. Now, we don't really know exactly what their skin tone was, but uh, we know a Kushite woman was a, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a black woman. Now, let me also say, in the Bible, when, 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 when the Israelites were... God had told them to go possess the promised land. He had told them not to mingle with those people. Not just because they were of a different uh, ethnicity or a different tribe, but it was more on, 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 on their belief system, on their religious adherence, so to say. They worshipped idols. 
So because of that, he, he told them not to, not, not to have association with them, not to marry them. In fact, they told them to go kill them as, as, as judgment because of all, this, all the sin that, that they were doing. Now, if God was just strict on, on, on race or on tribe, we wouldn't have Rahab uh, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ or, or Ruth, who was, a, who was a Moabite. The Moabites themselves were not even allowed to go into the temple of God. But, Moabite, but Ruth, a Moabite, had converted. So if anybody had converted to, to, worship the, to worship Jehovah, the true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, they were okay. But as long as they worshipped idols, they were not to associate with the Israelites because they were going to, to taint them. Um, when you read your Bible, you, you even see that even as, as, as the Israelites started mingling with these people, every time they mingled with these people, they fell away. Because these people worshipped other other gods, but just a matter of skin and tongue, no, that wasn't the problem. The problem, just matter of, I mean, sorry, that's a, yeah, matter of skin and tongue, that wasn't going to be a problem. It is what they worshipped that was going to be a problem. Okay. 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 Uh, Nathan, were you about? If you are asking a question, go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to say that I'm glad you've explained that point because some people have always looked at it that way to say uh, they do not understand that it was more of the what they worshipped uh, rather than the the skin tone, their skin color, or anything like that. Yeah. God, God created all man. Even give, mm-hmm. even, even give the languages. Isn't it? All uh-huh. languages were given by God. So there's no, there's no, there's no bad language in God's eyes. You can pray in, in any language, and God will, God will hear. He will, he will understand. So it is not the language that's coming out of the mouth of the person, but it's who they worship. So even, 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 in, even in, in today's society, as as Christians, we are, we are warned not to hang out, not to spend a lot of time with the, with the unbelievers. You see, uh, my pastor would often say, you can fall in love with an unbeliever. So uh, try to avoid hanging around with an with a unbeliever because they, they can influence you too. So uh, back on the question of, um, of racism, I, that, the examples that you gave were very good, and I'm glad you gave them. Also, there's a question of... Um, there are some who believe uh, racism continued in these United States or everywhere where there was uh, not racism, slavery. Gosh, you know what? I have slavery. switched my question. We're talking about racism and I've switched to slavery. <laughs> but okay, in the same light, you know, um, skin tone, they will say that um, was it the sons of Kush or, or in the. the um, um, Never. Noah's younger, uh, Noah's children, right? Uh, one of them uh-huh. said, "You will serve your brothers. Uh, you will serve your brother." And there are some. There are people who will say that uh, that was the black people who were punished to say the Kushites were black and they had to serve. Some say that it's supposed to have continued uh, past that. Others say it only lasted 400 years. I know I haven't really quoted the Bible correctly, but can you shed some light on that? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know people people read into the Bible what they what they, what they already uh, have in the back of their minds. Uh, Noah did not curse. Uh, okay, first you're talking about the Kushites before I even go there. The, the, the Kushites the, the, yeah. the Kushites came out of Ham. Okay, Kush was the son of Ham. Ham, Ham had four children. He had Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. Uh, God, uh, Noah cursed Canaan. He did not curse. Uh, in fact, he cursed. Yeah, he cursed. He cursed Canaan. He did not curse Ham. And Canaan himself did not settle in, in Africa. Canaan himself, himself settled in the, in the Middle East. Um, it is. It is Cush. Mm-hmm. Cush settled in, in Ethiopia. I was talking about. Uh, Moses' wife, Cush settled in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Then Egypt, okay. his, his, other, his, other, his other son's name is Egypt. Egypt settled in Egypt. Now, I don't know if that's where the name comes from. But Egypt, 
Egypt settled in Egypt. Then there was Put. Put settled in Libya. Okay? Then the, the one who was cursed, Canaan, he settled in the Middle East. And you know, okay. I don't think there's a lot of black people in the, in the Middle East, so to say. So uh, others have also argued, say, the mark of, of, of Cain, the mark of Cain that was put on his forehead when he said uh, God, God had banished him. So he says, when I go, uh, I'll be killed. And God said, no, I'll put a mark on, God put a mark on him that whoever sees this mark should not kill Cain, right? So when people, when, 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 when people brought the Bible to Africa, or wherever they went to buy slaves, they, they, they justified what they were doing. They were justifying buying slaves using these same scriptures, especially this question that you've, that you've, that you've asked, because it emphasizes on, 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 um, on Cain, it emphasizes on him being a slave, a servant, servitude, all right? So they, they've also used um, the, 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 the mark of Cain. Now, it is also good to do uh, word studies, when you're reading a Bible, you're at the mercy of the translator. Every time you read a Bible, you're at the mercy of a translator. So they pick words that, that, that they want to put in, 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 in the Bible. So it is good to have, a, to have a, a word study. So you study. So, for example, I looked, I looked up this, 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 this word. Uh, somehow, I think the Holy Spirit showed me. I, was, I, I knew probably I was going to, ask, uh, to be asked this question. So the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the Hebrew words. For Mark, let's say on, on, on we are talking about King. The Hebrew word for Mark is Oti, Ot, Oti. It simply means Mark. That's all. It doesn't mean black or anything. It just simply means Mark. The Mark could be red. The mm-hmm. Mark could be yellow. It just it just means a a Mark. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, people people can use the Bible out of context to justify what they, what. What they're doing. So yes, Canaan, Canaan, Canaan was cursed, but Cush, Egypt, and Put were not cursed. In fact, we can also mm-hmm. we can also uh, bring up another argument. Say this 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 curse probably did not even um, Noah did not say it would, it would affect uh, the next generation. Uh, that one I don't know. We can we can debate on that one. Maybe it did affect the next generation. Because if you don't break a curse upon you, it can affect the next the next generation. So yeah, we see Canaan is is in the is, is in is in the land of Canaan, and that's where God sent the Israelites to go possess the land in the land of Canaan. That's where we find the, all the ites, the Jebusites, the, the Canaanites, the Buras, and all the ites, and the Temites, and all the all the ites are in, are in, in Canaan. So that argument doesn't hold water. That that curse of Noah, that uh, that curse Noah uttered on on on, on Canaan. Is what has brought that was that's what has people say that's what has made black people cursed. Right. So the the the, the scripture that I was looking for earlier was the one in uh, Genesis. I think it's nine verse twenty four. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, uh, "Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves, and he will be to his brothers." And then uh, he, he he also said, "Praise to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be his slave of Shem." Of Sham, and then he goes on to talk about um, Japheth and the territory Japheth will have. Again, he says, "May Canaan be the slave of Japheth." So people have used this uh, several times to say, you know, it it became generation. Oh well, not generational, but that is how the black people became slaves to their brothers. So that was what I was trying to to say earlier. When I misquoted <laughs> Bible, yeah, like, no, I, I want to say something. What's that? And that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know where you're coming from. No, I, I think the issue is, you know, what the problem is. Uh, we've become a generation of people who do not want to investigate or or read in details with great understanding. Okay, so we want the, we want sure. we want the so-called prophet to tell us the the comment that I, the the question I want to throw at you, uh, Pastor Brian, is this one. Uh, so just some of the contentious uh, things in the Bible is uh, um, when that Phoenician woman came to Jesus. What 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 is your comment on Jesus using the phrase "You cannot 
take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Was he calling the, the woman dogs. a dog? Mm, good question. No, no, he was. He wasn't. He was. He wasn't calling the woman a dog. We should uh-huh. also understand. Say, um, when 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 every when when Jesus was doing what he was doing, he was teaching. Um, he was he was also teaching the the the, the, the disciples. Uh-huh. He was he was also teaching the disciples. Now this woman had come to Jesus Christ, and she was she kept on saying stuff, and Jesus was just quiet. Then the disciples says, well, send, send her away because she's bothering us. Then Jesus responded, said what you, what you just said. Now, in those days, in those days, uh, the, 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 the Jews, the Israelites, truly they considered other people as, as dogs. They, they, they considered them unclean. Uh-huh. Uh, Gentiles were unclean in, in, a, in a sense that even when they, they took Jesus Christ to Pontius Pilate, they refused to go in because they were afraid that they'll be unclean and they'll not even enjoy the the, 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 the Passover. He was he wasn't he wasn't um calling her a dog a uh-huh. uh-huh. they were, they, what I, what I'm trying to say is he was he was he was one he was testing her faith. He he was he was testing her faith to see if she would be offended. You see, I see a lot of people leave church because they get offended. That okay. woman has gotten offended and packed her, uh, packed her, 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 her bags and, and gone away and without even receiving anything. Jesus was <laughs> testing her faith to see if she will get offended. Two, he was also testing, he was also teaching something to, to, his, to, to, to the Pharisees. So the, 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 the customs of the time or the traditions of the time they, they they considered other people as unclean. They considered other people as uh, as as dogs, so 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 to say. Wow! Yeah, that that uh, passage has always been misconstrued, and um, you know, <laughs> as I was preparing this, I was asking Rodney. Rodney said, "Stop reading into it." Jesus did not call that woman a dog. But a lot of people take it that way. Um, that that's what that's what he did. So that's that's. Um, thank you so much for explaining. Yes, and when people hear that, it does turn them off and just think that our ah, way we can't pray at this place. But even when it when we bring it to ourselves as Zambians or as Africans, there are some things that we see amongst ourselves or amongst each other to say, oh, I can't eat with that. But those people are such and such. So, you know, maybe <laughs> they'll say, but uh-huh. you know what I mean? <laughs> it can be said this, depending on who the audience is, or maybe it can be meant as an insult. So that's that's very interesting. Now, I know we are past the uh, the half-hour point where we, we invite the audience to ask questions, and we're going to do that. I've, Alan, I see you that you've already... Uh, raised your hand or pressed one to speak, we'll be coming to you. But we have one more question before we open it up to, to the listening audience. So if you have, if anyone else has a question, please press one so that we can acknowledge you and you can say something. Um, now, this is a question on, um, on slavery. This question, um, a lot of people have talked about it this week on Facebook. Um, I think we have... Um, What's his name? Well, there's a, a famous person. He's he's a presenter, and I think he's a well-known. Bill Maher. Yes. Yeah, Bill Maher. He, 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 yes. He he presented an argument that has got a lot of questions. Uh, Christians, believers and unbelievers alike, to start questioning what the Bible says and so on. The main question came out was, does God condone the Bible? Uh, and not the Bible. Slavery. Does slavery. God condone slavery? Yes, and then a lot of times the reference is made to the book of um, Philemon, as we would say as Zambians, the Americans would say what, Philemon? <laughs> Philemon. The book of, uh, Philemon, now for our Americans, I think they call it uh, Philemon, I'm not sure. Anyway, Philemon, yes, 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 yes. 
uh, where Philemon, Philemon was told to accept uh, the slave back as his brother to come back. So, first of all, does God or the Bible condone slavery? <laughs> Good question. You see, I'll give an answer that to, uh, to mesmerize everybody. Yes. Now, let me, let me, now let me, I say yes, that's for argument. But now let me explain why I say yes. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, again, let me, let me, let, I go back to what I was saying earlier. It is important to, to do a word study on an issue. When you read the Bible, what, what we're reading is an English version of somebody else's translation. Right now, the, okay. the word that is the word that is translated uh, the word that is translated um, slave is evid evid e v e d evid is the same word is which is translated servant same word they can use them interchangeably servant or slave servant or slave now when we talk about slave today we are looking at through the eyes of recent slavery when I say recent slavery is uh, slavery that brought the uh, the black people to America, and how they were mistreated. Okay. okay? But when we mm-hmm. look at slavery those days, or servitude or servanthood, now let me also explain, as I was studying this, um, so somebody was saying, when, when the Bible was, the first, the first, the King James Version was first written in 1611, okay? Before the first slaves even stepped, stepped foot on, on, on American soil. The slaves came to America, I believe it was 16, 18, 19, somewhere there. So in the, in the, in the, in the Bible, in the, the, first, the first publication of uh, the New King James Version, the word mm-hmm. slave only appears once. Okay. But as people have been, have been writing uh, new editions, the revisions, we have they been revising, the word slave has been added in more. Now, what I'm trying to say is, in those days, slavery, or what we would call uh, servanthood was not like we, like slavery we know it today. It was different. You should also remember in 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 in, in, in it was not. How do I put this? In those days, servants, those servants or slaves, because you can you can write the same word servant slash slave. It's the same word. Uh-huh. They, they they even had rights. If you look at those those slaves in um, Abraham had the slaves. His name is Eliezer of Damascus. He's actually the one who went to find a wife for him. When Abraham was going to rescue his, 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 his servant, his, um, his nephew Lot, the Bible says he armed his servant. Now, if you think of slavery in America those days, a, a, a slave owner would not arm his slaves. You know, they also had they also had they also had protection. They had rights, and they, and they could only be slaves for six years. They will not be slaves for more than seven years. At the, at the time of Jubilee, they will be free. Uh, it is also known that in, 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 in Roman time, people, they saw themselves to be slaves in the Roman time, to, be, to, to a Roman citizen. Through that way, they would also get Roman citizenship. So there were different ways how they became slaves, right? Some were born into uh, enslaved parents. Some were purchased. Some actually sold themselves. If they could not pay a debt, they would sell, they would sell themselves. They will work to pay off that debt. Or if they could not afford food, they will, go, they will sell themselves to be slaves. Because if they, if, if they were slaves or a servant in a rich man's person, then they'll have housing, they'll have food, and they'll have all the basic uh, things that, 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 that people, people need to, to survive. So the slavery of that time was, was not wrong. So we cannot blame the institution of slavery of that time. Now, given to say man abuses anything and everything, <laughs> there were other people who, who, who abused it. But the institution itself, uh, as it was established in the Bible, it, it had uh, what I would call uh, safety features. You see, if a slave owner injured a slave, he beat a slave and he injured, he had to let him, he had to let him go free. If he broke his tooth, he had to let him go free. Or at any time, somebody could purchase him and get his freedom. That's very different from the slavery that was here, in, in, in the first slavery that we know here in, in the United States or in the Caribbean, in the, in, in the Western world, so, so to say. So, yeah, the Bible does not really condemn slavery. 
because the slavery that was there is not the slavery that we know today. Right. Okay. Well said, well said. As much as I have burning questions, I know there are people who have burning questions too on, on uh, who have called in. So we'll allow, because um, time has quickly, quickly run away from us. But Alan, thank you so much for your patience. I'm sure even your comments may have already been overtaken by events. But go ahead with your question or comment. <laughs> yeah, good um, morning, everybody. Interesting topic. Yeah, I think my questions, a lot of it has been uh, kind of answered, explained, uh, and, and all that. But what I would like to say is the trouble that we have in our vocabulary is, and humanity, even outside of the subject of slavery and racism, we assume that uh, we associate evil. We take the worst example and imply that everything is like that. Just like there are people today who were married once or had a relationship with a, it's a female, had a relationship with a man, and they had a terrible experience, they say marriage is terrible. Like every single marriage under the sun is terrible. But they forget that it was that individual. Now, as far as um, slavery, like my brother just explained, there were, you know, there were people like said, who were called born slaves, where I am free to go. I said, no, I've got a great life under my master. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going anywhere. I will save you. In our own culture, there are people like Kumesu. You call yourselves Fumu. I am a slave of the king. It was an honorable position that I served the yes. king. Now, if your master was evil, that's evil. Whether you the with or without slavery, that is evil. That is the heart. That's the part where I say, even with racism, you cannot regulate a heart. Some of these things are heart issues. So that's sure. that. Well, an important point I wanted to state is that um, when we discuss these issues, there's also prejudice. Prejudice exists. Uh, some of it's good, some of it's bad. Now, um, we may say, like for my example, I'll give you my personal life. When I was getting married, I fell in love. Of course, we've always heard it said, like me, you can't, you can't marry this because you are a member, you can't marry that, whatever. So when I fell in love with my wife, of course she's Ruvali. So I went over and I my mom, and my mother and I, we laughed about it because years ago, they were in a discussion at my house. It came up about um, basically dissing or speaking ill of Ruvali people. And I was a young boy and said, one day I'll marry Ruvali and you guys will be shocked. You know, so when I told my mom, she laughed. But when I went to tell my uncle, he explained, he, he explained to me, he said, uh, what's important to me was, look, these people, we'd normally, we would not marry people from these regions of Zambia. Bembas, you come from Kukukapiri, and you mentioned all those geographical areas where we normally would have married and it's okay. And he says, the reason is that imivele, some things that we do, you're going to find differences in how we do certain things in homes, and you may not understand them. To you, it will be puzzling, because how those people live is different from how we, be- we live. How they believe in certain things may be different from how we believe. So those things are there. That's the reason why we would say we copper, uh, we copper whatever the tribe, you know. Um, but he said, but for you, you have grown up in the city, your wife has grown up in the in town, and then you are both Christians. These things that I've told you are not valid. These things may have been valid from my generation going back. But for you, these things have been washed up because you guys have grown up in the same environment. These differences are no longer as pronounced. And the truth be told, uh, there are some certain things which my wife would do, and I would say, no, that's disrespectful. She would say, how? That was, this was normal in my house. I said, no, in my house, you couldn't do ABCD. And we have come to our understand that, oh, okay, because of the differences of who we are. So some of those things come to play, you know, but um, otherwise at the, at the core of everything. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you short, Baba Alan. I'm just looking at the time. There's somebody from the yeah. listening uh, audience, uh, they have asked a question on WhatsApp. And they're saying, the question is, if God cares for black people, why has he allowed us to be the doormats of the world? Why are the evildoers 
who've consistently oppressed everyone else continue to prosper whilst our conditions continue to worsen. Yeah, read it again. Just read it again. If God cares for black people, why has he allowed us to be the doormats of the world? Why are the evildoers who've consistently oppressed everyone else continue to prosper while our conditions continue to worsen. So the evildoers are prospering. We, the black people, our conditions are worsening. And we continue to be the doormat. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, do not fret about the evildoers, and the evildoers seem to be, to be prospering. Now, we should also understand to say uh, we are just passing through this earth. Those who seem like they are winning are not actually winning. One day, day of reckoning will, 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 will come. We also have a responsibility not to hate or not to retaliate in the way that they're doing to us. Uh, it is not an eye for an eye. It is not an eye for an eye. Um, it, it, Vanessa, not Vanessa, um, Papasa from Kuranda, again, Mishnah Yaya. Anyway, he just said, uh, Alan. Alan, Alan, yeah. My bad, my bad. Well, Alan just said it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heart issue. It's, 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 it's a, it's a heart issue. Um, <clears throat> they are not really, they are not really prospering. If we are talking, if we are really going to talk about true prosperity, they might look yes, like they are, they are doing okay. Uh, but in, 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 in the end, at the end of everything, if we stay faithful, clearly, if we stay faithful with God. If we if we if we do what we've been called to do, Panopachalo, if I do what God has called me to do faithfully, uh, despite what is happening around me, I think I'm also prospering spiritually. If we are just looking at uh, physical prosperity uh, and and missing out on spiritual prosperity, then yes, we might think those people are doing better than than we are doing. So and we are not we are not uh, black people are not dormant, so to say. The Jews have also suffered just as bad as uh, Africans or black people have, have suffered, so to say. Okay. Quick, quick comment, uh, Matilda, just real quickly. I think um, this would be a great topic for a two-hour discussion, but in a nutshell, we, the black people, have a responsibility to develop ourselves. If we do and pay the price that the so-called developed people have paid that price, we would be at the same place. Look into their history, how they arrived where they are, the sacrifices, the difficulties, the Great Depression. So it's, it's just us. We have a role to play as individuals. If God has created us, He's given us all things, opportunities equal. It is up to us to use what God has done, and we can prosper after these people. It's not on God. God gave everything equally to everybody. Mm. Sure. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Pastor. Ah, uh, no. Matilda, like you have said, we're going, we've run out of time. And here's the point as we conclude, Pastor Pastor Brian. um, The biggest challenge a lot of us are facing today is the way evangelical churches are responding to some of these things. Now, I personally even don't, don't want to use the word church because it's another abused word or misunderstood word. But for the sake of the discussion, we use it for people to understand what I'm trying to put across. What is the role of the church, Pastor Brian, if I may put it to you this way? What is the role of the church in all these things? Because you find that one of the issues, I want to throw this in as well, and you you can respond. You find that the church seems to lean more political than more to the gospel message. So in all these issues of social injustice, racism, um, what is the role of the church? What, what should we be doing? What should the church be doing? <laughs> the, the, the church should be, the, should be the bridge. The church should be the, the peacemaker. We should, we should preach the gospel as Jesus would preach the gospel without, without partiality. Um, to an extent, without even... Uh, political inclinations. That, that's not to say that we, the church shouldn't be involved in, in, 
in, in, in politics. But there are certain mm. issues, there are certain issues that the church should preach as Jesus Christ would preach them without fearing uh, repercussions from whichever political party is in, is, is in, is in, is in control or, or, is in, or is in power. The, ch- the church is supposed to bridge uh, all these disparities that, that, that the society is, 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 is having. The problem is when we talk of the church, when we speak of the church, usually people mm. think of the building. Yeah, people um, think of the building. That's a, that's the church. So when you talk of church, what comes in people's minds first thing is the building, or the denomination. But according to the Bible, the church is me, and the church is you. The church is the the the, the, the people, the individuals. That's that's um, that's the church. So it's it's every it's every person doing their part in the in the in their realm of influence. A brick house is built by small bricks put together. So every individual brick uh, makes a difference. Every individual brick. So every every individual believer makes a difference through prayer, mm. through even conversation, education, uh, and whatever the Holy Spirit might lead the, uh, a person to to do to bridge the gap. We are all the same people. Red, black, white, all all of us are the same people. The the that's church, great. as you put it, Pastor. Yeah. The church, as you put it, Pastor Brian, that's why I prefer to use body of Christ, because I think, like I've said, the church is a word that has been abused. Um, you are trying to make somebody who has been injured emotionally, psychologically. I heard a certain evangelical white pastor call Black Lives Matter movement as thugs. And I'm trying to tell a Black Lives what? Matter movement person, thugs, thugs. thugs. Okay. Black Lives Matter thugs. movement is a bunch of thugs. How do you preach the gospel to a person, an individual like that? Because this person is going to turn around to me and say, Pastor Brian, your fellow pastor there at that corner called me a thug. How do you convince a person like that to be... To like add Jesus to your question, Vanessa, not mm-hmm. only have they been called thugs, there are some people in the Christian realm who say Black Lives Matter is a cult and it's witchcraft. Terrorist movement. Absolutely. You have one minute to answer, because we'll be, we are getting into God's time, and I wanted him to no, tell us what no, he can, he, can take two, he can take two minutes to answer. He, he's, he's capable of doing it. Pastor Brian, yeah, just another yeah, program. It's, it's, just it's, another it's, program it's, on this thing. Yeah, this is an endless issue. It's an endless issue. Yeah, you see, even, even in Christianity, pastors, evangelists, whatever titles might be, um, people just give their own opinion. That's what I'm saying. If 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 it's, it's um, sometimes we have to be we have to be careful. We have to be careful with mm. people who are who are wounded when we're dealing with people's hearts. You know, we have to be careful how how we how we address them, how we can reach them with the gospel. Because if a, if a person can if a, preach, a preacher can respond that way, what, you've immediately put off that person to listen to another to an, to to another preacher. I think it's it's good to listen. To, to listen, listening is the key to trying to help mm. somebody instead of just uh, brushing them off as as thugs. And we can also say there's people who've kind of hijacked the the, the, the movement, who, who have who are there with uh, with evil intentions. I don't think just the movement itself had evil intentions, but people have hijacked the the movement and brought in a lot of evil evil intentions. Uh, so I think somebody was saying, I think we should have another discussion on this. Yeah, probably. I think so. Yes, some of us are in white evangelical churches. We need somewhere to vent. <laughs> we may have to have this discussion next week or in a few weeks. I'm not sure. But uh, Pastor Brian, thank you so much for being our guest on the show. Uh, I have less than a minute to get up uh, before the next show starts on. Uh, Roger, can you just very quickly tell us what's coming on to your show? 
We have uh, Minister of Higher Education, uh, Honorable Brian Mushimba, coming to answer some questions on the state of higher education in Zambia. So stay tuned. All right. Thank you so much, guys. You've heard. Thank you, Pastor Brian, and everybody who's called in. We Thank can you go so much for having us in the next uh, show. Thank you, and have a good day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.